You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams, home organizer and creator of the clutter-free home process. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is not a show for little ears. If your kids are in the room, please pause now. This show has an explicit rating. We're going deep. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. Priya, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have you here. So before we jump in, tell me who you are and what you do in the world. Sure. So my name is Priya Short, and I am a visual effects artist. For those of you who don't know what that is, I basically create all of the effects for uh, movies. So you've probably seen some of my work if you've gone to the cinema in the last eight years or so. You've seen some of my stuff up on the big screen. That's what I do. Can you tell us some of the titles that your work has appeared in? Because I'm a very proud friend. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been quite a few Marvel movies. I won't list them all, but I guess most notably Avengers Age of Ultron, um, Captain America Civil War. Let's see what else. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Most recently, one that I'm pretty excited about is the ABBA Voyage concert that's in London at the moment. It's in a purpose-built arena and it's going to be going on for the next few years. So Yeah, that's what I've been lending my talents to. So cool. I'm so happy for you. Before we get really deep into the conversation, I wanted to touch on how we met because we go way back and that's kind (laughs) of unique for this. I know that some things that come up in the conversation might sound a little inside jokey. And if that happens, that's why we were roommates in college before I came back to San Francisco after living in London for six months. You and I also went on a trip with our friend, Billy Joe, and we all went to London in 2006 together. And now you're living there. So it feels like this big full circle thing. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of great. <laughs> awesome. I'm just going to dive into the questions because we're talking all about the big declutter before moving. I know that you recently had to do a big declutter before moving. So can you please tell us more about where you were moving from? Sure. So I lived for eight years almost. So it was like seven and a quarter years in Munich, Germany. I moved there in 2013. I was married. My ex-husband got a job at a company based in Munich. And so we made the jump. We made the move from San Francisco to Germany. And it was really scary, but it kind of easy at the same time because his company took care of everything for us and they moved all of our belongings out there and they took care of the visas and everything so I didn't really have to think about anything at all I just had to turn up and sign for things or collect things and it was pretty painless but because they took care of everything I wound up moving my entire life like all my things I left very few things back in California so I had quite a bit with me when I was looking to move from Germany to the UK. And that's where Carly came in. (laughs) (laughs) So a big part of the logistics were about how much you wanted to keep and ship to England because you're moving to London where you now live. Can you tell us about that decision-making? How did you decide the volume of what you wanted to take in the end? So I'd actually started my own little personal decluttering process in 
2019, I'd lived in Ireland briefly for a job. Again, with visual effects, not a lot of people know this, but it used to be fairly nomadic before COVID made work from home possible. People used to travel around from country to country where the work was. So I was in Ireland briefly for a job. I was living with another mutual friend of ours who had done several international moves and had really pared down her life. And I started thinking about sort of the things that I was holding on to and why was I holding on to them. And so when I got back, I started culling a lot of things. And then when it came time to move, I really had to be brutal. I only had a thousand pounds as a reimbursement from the company. It's a, a nice gesture. Absolutely. They could have said, absolutely not. You got to take care of it yourself. It's not cheap. Those mm-hmm. shipping containers are not cheap at all. And even if it is slightly shorter in terms of distance, you know, move from like Germany to the UK, it still costs a fair amount of money. So I had to be fairly brutal and look at a lot of my things and really try and determine if this was something that was necessary for my life, necessary for my existence, if I could do without it. I don't want to talk about Marie Kondo exactly. Did it sort of evoke something in me, not necessarily spark joy, but was it something that I felt I needed to keep because it was important to me? Or if it was something that I was just holding on to for the sake of holding on to it. Well, I'm going to use this eventually at some point, maybe, you know, it's like that pair of jeans. Oh, I'll fit into it again. I'll just hold on to it. Maybe it'll come back into fashion. I'll hold on to it. Kind of a thing. I really had to be brutal and sort of reject my previous tendencies. I have a tendency to be a little bit of a sentimental pack rat. I don't know if you remember, I had a ticket sub collection. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I had my movie ticket subs from like 1992. You've always loved movies too. So it's oh, not yeah. like a random thing, obviously. Like no. This is the industry that you work in now. Exactly. But I'd kept every single movie ticket sub from 1992-ish until I want to say maybe it started to peter off after I moved to Germany, maybe 2013, 2014. Wow. That's a lot of movie tickets. Sometimes they were printed on cheap paper. The ink would rub off. I didn't even know anymore what this movie was. It's like, I don't remember what this is. Do I really need to have this in my life? My sister used to tease me. My parents are from India. And so we spent a lot of my childhood going to this place in Southern California called Doritos, which is you know, a city, but they happen to have a little India. And so we would go there frequently to do grocery shopping or to get like Indian sweets and snacks and things. And so we had gone to this place and I made a little Frankenstein out of a styrofoam. I drew a face on him and I shoved a straw through the base of it to make it bolts in the neck. I held on to that for easily 15 years, then finally got rid of it. But she used to make fun of me for that. So these are the sort of things that I would hold on to. And it's like, okay, I need to seriously downsize Mm -hmm. because I don't need to move this stuff from country to country to country. It's non-essential. What was the thing that kind of clicked is like, okay, I need to figure this out and I need to do something different because it's not being sentimental in itself. It's not like a bad thing. Stickly, I can see how if you're moving from country to country, it gives you time to like really examine it. What clicked for you? I think really it came down to the logistics of it. It's like, okay, I need to be pragmatic here. I need to stop being emotional for the moment and really bring logic into play here decide if this makes sense for my life or not. Things that matter to me and the things that are important to me, I've kept, of course. There are things that I just absolutely can't get rid of. But then there were other things that I did 
and that was still painful. That was still really, really hard. Like a lot of my gesture drawings from figure drawing class in college, I got rid of those. So it's just a bit of charcoal on newsprints. The ones that were good, I took photographs of. And, you know, I've got the photographs saved on my phone. I guess they're in the cloud. I should probably back that up. Um, (laughs) But I held on to that. I don't need a giant piece of newsprint. I didn't have it displayed on the wall or anything. It was Mm -hmm. shoved in my storage unit. Just collecting dust. And why have it? Why continue to hold on to something? Just because I created it at one point in time doesn't mean that I need to hold on to it forever. This episode is brought to you by the Clutter-Free Home Process, my online course community that teaches you the process I use with every client, including how to declutter and get things out of your home. Yes, including the tough stuff. Create simple systems and maintain it. All of this comes with personalized support and accountability along the way for a full year in a private community. Learn more at tidyrevival.com forward slash course. We obviously had to chat through a lot of tough decisions in the process because as you mentioned earlier, and we won't really get into it because this isn't about me. We worked together to figure out the timeline when you were moving and touching base for accountability and talking about logistics, really just making sure that the timeline was in place so that you were making movement in advance and not having to rush to do everything at the end Mm -hmm. before you had to leave the country. So we obviously had to chat through a lot of tough decisions in that process. And can you share what was the most surprising thing to you about the process of letting go? I think really just kind of how easy it was. I mean, it was definitely painful. Like the thing that still brings me a lot of pain is my books, like cutting my library down really just broke my heart. I put a, I took quite a few to the English bookshop in Munich and they took several off of me, but then a lot, they were like, yeah, we don't want it. We don't need it. And there is sort of like an accepted practice in Munich that you can put things out on the street in a box, you know, and you just label it Zuvashenken or to give away basically. And so I did that. I grabbed a box and I put all the books that the shop wouldn't take in the box and I set it outside and I cried and then I ran back into my flat. <laughs> but the, and like, and then it started raining a couple hours later. And so I ran back outside, grabbed the box, brought it indoors. Um, because you know I have to protect them they're my books they're yeah they're special to me but then when the weather broke I put it back outside they went fairly quickly and I was happy about that it was like okay this is going to a new home and people are happy about it and like giving away my wedding china as well Mm -hmm. too this is actually a huge emotional weight that was lifted because I had held on to a lot of things from my marriage as a single woman, I just didn't need anymore. I don't need China settings for six people. I'm not giving grand dinner parties in my tiny little studio apartment. Like it's not happening. I don't need to hold on to the fancy frame that we had our photo and our wedding invitation. And I don't need any of that anymore. It's not relevant to my life. Keeping it and seeing it occasionally, not that I'm trying to run away from those feelings or bury my past, but it's painful. You know, my divorce wasn't easy. It was necessary in hindsight, but it wasn't easy. And I just didn't want to feel that heaviness anymore. And so shedding those things 
really helped with that. And I actually finally sold the wedding ring and the engagement band a couple weeks ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was a really big one. That was a huge one. We divorced in 2017 and it's 2022 now. <laughs> About time I did that, really. It's hard to. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, it really helped me feel like, okay, new beginnings, fresh start, new life, hopefully a happier life. Yeah. yeah. So if you were talking to a friend who was going through the same thing, either a large move or even just the feeling of, I need to make a change. I need to downsize. I need to do something different than what I'm doing now. And they decided that they were going to work with an organizer for the first time. What advice would you give them? Ooh, that is a good question. I would say ask all the questions. Nothing is stupid. Nothing is silly. Get as much clarity as you can because it can, it can be really overwhelming. It can be so overwhelming. You know, international moves are a giant deal. You have to deal with like customs and it costs a lot of money and the stuff doesn't get there straight away. Like when I went from the state to Germany, our stuff was on a shipping container or was in a shipping container on one of those boats for like three months. My ex-husband was like, oh yeah, every so often these containers, they just like fall off the boat and they're like whole households at the bottom of the ocean. And I'm like, what are you doing to me right now? Anxiety is skyrocketing right now. And yeah. I've got to wait three months. This <laughs> is so silly. I was like, none of this is helpful. No question is stupid. And if you need your hand held every step of the way, then that is okay. That's fine. They're there to help you. You don't have to act like you have it all together. You know, you're going to this organizer. Hopefully you're going to party. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to this person because you feel like you do need the help. So use them, accept the help. It's so hard for any of us, but I think especially women to say, I need help because we are supposed to have it all together, all the time, right? I'm not a mother. I was not blessed in that way, but I know that there is so much pressure on moms to have it together all the time, to have all the lunches done and arrange all the play dates and to take care of herself physically, like to lose the baby weight straight away, to not look like she hasn't showered in three days or whatever. There's this constant pressure on us to maintain the household and to be personable and to smile and be graceful and gracious and all of these things and it's like no we're human beings we have complicated emotions and you know a move even just down the street is difficult uprooting yourself from your home uprooting yourself from your routine is not an easy task and with an international move, it's very emotional in that you're leaving behind, if you're moving from your home country to another country, you're leaving behind everything that you've known. Mm-hmm. In my case, I was 33 when I left. So I was leaving behind San Francisco that I had moved to when I was 18 years old. I grew up in that city. It's super cheesy, but I left my heart there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a giant piece in my heart in San Francisco and it is going to remain there. You leave all this stuff behind and you start over and you start fresh and you have to learn new systems. In my case, I had to learn a new language, which 
and I never fully mastered German. <laughs> it's, it's an impossible really language. It's, it's really, really hard. hard. <laughs> you did it's great. Really Thank you. It didn't help that I took French in high school. And so that's what I was speaking when I first got there. This isn't helping. I speak French great too. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I can't speak either. So I'm very proud of you. Yeah. I was about to go off on a tangent about when we were in Paris, but that's for another time. <laughs> Stay tuned for the bonus footage. <laughs> right. <laughs> the cute boys on the steps of the opera house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't feel like you need to stand on any sort of ceremony or principle or anything. Just say, I need help and accept the help. And nothing is too silly. Nothing is too stupid. Think about all the things. Because there are a lot of logistics that come into play that you don't even realize. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. What advice would you give to someone who's just starting to plan a big declutter before moving? Get with an organizer. If you feel like it's a task that is too overwhelming, like I said before, ask for help. And then set up an action plan with your planner and go through and figure out the major things that you need done. And the other things will start to present themselves as you go through and you'll realize the other little things that you need to do. Back to the spreadsheet, tick things off as you go. I, I divided things up by room. I didn't have a very mm-hmm. big place. I only have a, a studio apartment. I yeah. still was like, okay, I'm going to start with like office stuff. I had like 10 bags of shredding. Oh yeah. There's a lot that's of shredding. So much. Yeah. So and that's much shredding. Really common, by the way. If anyone's listening yeah. to this and feels <clears throat> I've had people feel embarrassed by how much shredding, it's just like cleaning out a pantry or a fridge. Sometimes there's just things that have been forgotten about for a while. It is what it is. We work through it and we move on. Just don't worry about it. Just get it on out of there. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> No, no, that's totally fine. It just reminded me, my ex-husband was terrible about that stuff. And he had done multiple moves across the Atlantic and he had bills from like 1994 Mm -hmm. that I found when we were married. We got married in 2011. And it's like, why do you have this still? Get rid of it. It's not like it's a phone bill. The the phone line is obsolete. A lot of shredding, a lot of paper. I've gone through a lot of paper that's even junk mail. That's 30 years old. If you're nodding along, you are not alone. Just know that you're not alone. You you wind up holding on to things. You do. It happens. You know, it doesn't make you a bad person at all. You put it somewhere, you forget about it. You have company coming over, you're like, quick, shove it in a drawer. You forget about it. And then you move. You're like, all right, I'll just throw it in a box and deal with it later. That was what I wanted to avoid on this move. I didn't want to just be like, all right, screw it. Let's just throw this in a box. And we'll figure it out later because I knew I wasn't going to figure it out later. I had to figure it out then and there. That was the big thing. Hey, hon, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? Check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. What is your biggest self-care advice about the process? Oh, Self-care is something that has been difficult for me over the years. As you very well know, I'm not the best at self-care or finding healthy ways of self-care. 
really being kind to yourself, being kind to yourself, talking nicely to yourself. Why is that the hardest thing? Why is that? It's ridiculous that it's so difficult. Just be kind to yourself, talk nicely to yourself, tell yourself it's okay. Do a little bit at a time. If you only spend like a half an hour going through something and you need a break, then say that is okay. I remember I had one day, I was telling Carly earlier that I kind of documented a fair bit of my move on Instagram through my stories, none of which I've saved. So I'm sorry, you can't go and reference those. It is personal uh, too, like a personal. Account. Yeah, exactly. But there was one day where it was like, okay, it's a beautiful day outside in Munich and Munich in the summertime, I was preparing for my move in the summer. I moved in September of 2021. Munich in the summertime is something spectacular. If you have the ability to go do it. Mm. Treat yourself, just go sit by the Izar, have a beer in a beer garden. It doesn't matter which beer garden, they're all beautiful. It's a great place to be in the summertime. So there was a day where it was absolutely gorgeous outside and I kept looking out the window and I posted to my story. I was like, okay, poll you guys. Do I blow off packing and organizing for the day and go play in the sun or do I knuckle down and keep moving forward? And everybody was like, go outside. <laughs> freaking go outside <laughs> and I was like okay I'll go outside. <laughs> I needed go that outside. from other people yeah I needed other people to tell me it's okay to take a break uh-huh. to live your life and have a little bit of fun it didn't need to all be about hunkering down and getting everything to a point where it was you know like I got there in the end everything was packed up and ready to go when it was supposed oh, yeah. to go but yeah, taking that time and just clearing my head for a couple of hours or half a day or whatever, it's necessary. It really is necessary because otherwise you just get like, you go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to underestimate how much those micro decisions can really wear you out because you're burning calories, even though it's just brain work, you're burning calories. If you're feeling tired at the end, that's why it's because it's all taking just micro on you and it pushes you down. Yeah. I didn't have the benefit of the Kinko's or something where I could go hand them my shredding and be like, take care of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that exists yeah. in Munich, to be honest oh, with you. In, I don't know. Maybe it does. But like I said, my, my German never got good enough for me to be able to figure it out. So I was just at home on the floor with my little personal office shredder that I bought from Amazon, shredding stacks and stacks of paper. My back was destroyed. Oh. I had hardwood floors. So after like, even 30 minutes of that, I'd have to stand up and stretch out, stretching, make sure you stretch, make sure you stretch. So important. Lift with your legs, not with your back. (laughs) I was joking around with a client the other day. I was like, don't worry, I'm lifting with my back, not my legs. (laughs) That's like my dad joke on sessions. Anyway, (laughs) so you were lifting with your legs and you were stretching. Yes, I was stretching. Drink water. Drink lots and lots of water. Eat. Remember to eat. I get into a project, and you might remember this from when we were roommates, but when I would paint, I would like just get lost in it and I would forget to eat. And I do that with a lot of things sometimes when I lose myself in something. It's like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. I should probably have some. You need that fuel to keep going. It's vital. Get back to the basics, guys. Stretch. Yeah. Hydrate. Exactly. Um, I'm 
going to link in the show notes. I have a post about seven tips to declutter any space. I hope that I'm quoting that correctly. In the tips are eat something before you do it and hydrate along the way because it's really easy to forget how much of an effect your blood sugar is going to have on you, especially when you're doing the micro decision making. But like I plan my own meals and like my protein levels around my schedule with clients specifically so that I make sure to protein load before sessions so that I don't turn into a hangry bitch like during right. somebody else's time. That's terrible. Like That's you just important. like completely shut down. Like you get that like weird headache and you can't focus, you can't concentrate and you're just like your zombie. And then, yeah, you can't do anything. So really necessary. And this is a side note, but in case this is helpful to anyone. Just remember that there is a point when you're decluttering, whether it's for a move or not, where you can just mentally shut down and just be done and stop and not come back. As organizers, our role when we're with people is to help them make sure that they don't get to that point emotionally and that we're cheerleading, but not pushing them past that line. When you're on your own, it's important to make sure that you see it coming. So if you're feeling extra hangry, if you're feeling extra emotional, just take a break, take a little water break, just walk away before you reach the edge. Otherwise it will be tough to come back. Anyway, just side note, nobody asked. Yeah, it doesn't even factor into your consciousness until you're like in it and you're doing it. And then you're like, Oh shit, I need to do this. <laughs> Where can folks find you? either in credits or online, if they want to check out your work and learn more about you. Oh gosh, this is weird. Self-promotion, terrible at this. <laughs> like and on the one hand, I'm like, everybody look at my thing that I did. And on the other hand, I'm like, oh, I'm shy. Don't, don't, don't look at it. <laughs> I don't want to be boastful. I don't want to brag. If you want to check out my full filmography, you can look me up on IMDb. That's the internet movie database. So it's imdb.com. You can type in Priya Short and you find me there under visual effects. There's no photograph of me, but I like it that way. Or you can go to my website, priyashort.com, and you can check out some of my work there. I am on the socials, but that is private. I don't like to share that with people who aren't in my close friend circle, but those are the places that you can find me publicly. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Definitely check her out. Her work is amazing. As somebody oh, who's known you, so you for, oh my gosh, about 20 years now. I was trying I to do the so. math this morning. And I was like, when the, the first time that we met, when Costa and I were standing outside of the building and you and Billy Joe came up, what year was that? That was probably 2021 or 2022. Maybe 21. No, sorry. Yeah. 2001 yeah. or 2002. <laughs> it was probably last year. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it was 20 years, 20, 21 years ago. Oh my God. On a personal note, I have seen you as a person. Obviously, we have both learned and grown a lot, but just your work. It's amazing. I'm so happy for you. You're literally doing what you love and I've seen your skill level grow exponentially and I'm just so thrilled for you, friend. Oh, thank you so much. I have to say the same about you. I'm so proud of you for building this business. Oh, you are you. such a badass lady boss. You guys don't even know how exceedingly proud I am of her. Oh, so, yeah. Sweetie. Thank oh, you so much for being here today. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing your story. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in today. 
If you want to learn more about how I can help you head to tidyrevival.com to learn more about how I work with people one-on-one or in the clutter-free home process course community. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe. So you'll always have access to the latest show. We would love to hear your takeaways. Feel free to tag us at tidy revival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. The tidy revival podcast is written and hosted by Carly Adams and edited by Brittany McLean title song maverick is by dresden the flamingo until next time remember you got this